What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Happening? It's not that deep. And we're back. We're b back after a two-month break. Almost two months, yeah. Almost two months, but, you know, we've been getting stuff done. I've been on holiday. We've uh, got some trendy new mic stands, new setup, new pictures, courtesy of Voz. Thank you very much for him. Go follow Vaza Voz on Instagram. Thank you very much for that. And a brand new theme tune, courtesy of Brogan Finnegan and uh, Tom Ack. So thank you very much to them. Thank you. I appreciate that. And what well, have you been, Martin, first? Been all right. Uh, just move the mic a little bit close to your face. Just. There you go. You just want it pointing at your mouth. That's right. Setting the data up. Um, yeah, I've been all right. Just working. My ass off. That's normal. As you do, yeah. Yeah. How about you? How are you? I'm not too bad, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited for what we're talking about today. That's right. What we're talking about today, Martin. We are talking about the film. It's sort of like a documentary that uh, Kanye West did. An experience. I it was. It's a Kanye West experience. That's right. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. The film. That's the name. Um, the album. Which is still not out. At as, this very moment. As we record this. As we record this, it's not out yet. It is not Hopefully, out. after this, it's, it's on. But Who that's knows? a big if. Who knows? Who knows? But whilst you wait for the album to come out, we figured that we'd kind of give our recap on what we thought of the film. We went to see it this morning in Birmingham. We, yeah. we live in Leicester. IMAX. Yeah, IMAX Theatre. We came from Leicester, so it's a little bit far out. But, you know, for, for Kanye, it's worth We'll go it. the long way. Indeed. Um, so what we're going to do first is we're going to give our thoughts on the film, and then we're going to give a bit of backstory for the people that don't, uh, don't understand why Kanye West is releasing a film and hopefully f answer a few questions there. So just straight up, Martin, what did you think of the film? I thought it was beautiful. I'm not gonna lie to you, it was very well made. Mm. Um, I guess it sort of um, surprised me a little bit. I thought it was gonna be a real different experience than what I, I saw. Well, I think so. you were expecting like a more typical kind of album making of documentary. Yeah, 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 and it just didn't turn out that like that. So what this film actually is, for those of you who don't know, is Kanye West has been in Uganda uh, for the past, well, he went there, I think, six months ago. And he, whilst he was over there, he spent time building homes called Yeezy Homes. They're like these big dome structures for people to live in. And he also commissioned the artist James Turrell to create an acoustic space underneath a crater where a meteorite hit thousands of years ago. And he's been conducting these choir sessions that he calls the Sunday Service uh, Collective. He's been performing with them in this space. Mm -hmm. And the film is basically, I'd say, five, six, seven performances within that space. Yeah, and after each performance, there's a... Um quote from the bible yeah there's different verses for before each performance mm -hmm. that kind of i guess in some way connect to the song that's being performed that's right yeah um when when you see the film the first sort of thing you see is like a black hole and it just keeps zooming out that's got that wicked song. It's called uh, Celia, Sella, or something like that. And it's, it's a big... It's a banger. It's a big banger, it's yeah. A banger. At first, you, when he's zooming out, you think, oh, it looks like an eye. But then you just sort of see it zoom out, zoom out even more, and it's like a building. And it just turns into, like, this, bit, this building in the middle of, like, this massive... Desert, like, desert. crater. Yeah, that's it, thing. yeah, massive crate. The f as you Crater. said, when I asked you what it, uh, what you thought, it, it all looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of it reminded me of like Stanley Kubrick work. Some of it reminded me of like, I don't know, Spielberg or like Blade Runner or something like that. Real big 
amazing shots. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that one that's like, it's the one they used on the posters where it's like panning through that hallway that's got all the like blue. That's what, that's what they all come in, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, they, I like that scene where they first all are just walking in and every time somebody walks in, one goes to the left, one goes to the right, like in sequence. In se um, it reminded, you've not seen this yet, but it reminded me of um, the film Eyes Wide Shut when in the ritual scene when all the models walk in, but we'll, we'll get to that at some point. But it was very, um, it was organized. Mm. It was, there, I think there'll be people out there that call it cult-like, you know, because mm -hmm. everyone, it, it's a group of people all doing the same thing for one reason. That's right, yeah. And I don't know if people are, are ready I, for that. I, lo I love that scene because once they start singing, you see that as the song is ending, the screen seems to go into like a, a circle. Well, it was... It keeps panning slowly in. Slowly panning in until it was just a circle, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? And that looked yeah. so cool. Um... The songs, there was a lot of music that Kanye has wrote previously in this film. You know, there was Ultra Light Beam, the choir parts from that, over this beautiful shot of the Wyoming mountains. Mm -hmm. There was a cover of the song Street Lights from the 808s and Heartbreaks album that was sick, that started with Kanye sweeping up the performance space like a janitor. Mm -hmm. thought that was very cool. Um, I'm trying to think what other songs old Kanye songs were in there. Um, you've already said the one from The Life of Pablo. Yeah, you? Ultra Light Beam. Yeah. There, I swear that he has one that is like oh, highlight it, or fact. Nah, it was Say You Will from 808s as well. Uh, that was a bit of that, the first song on it, 808s. And he, Kanye did a Zane Lowe interview yesterday. Uh, it was a couple of hours long, really worth listening to if you uh, are interested in the life of Mr. West, and he was saying that he, he announced recently that he's not going to make secular music anymore, and he, he's done with cursing and swearing in his records and whatnot. And he was talking a lot about his pornography addiction, which, mm -hmm. if you listen to his lyrics, definitely has inspired them over the years. So he seems to be going in the direction of performing his old songs in a new manner with yeah. positive lyrics and things like that. Which... To be fair, he did say that thing about it, him changing his discography. And if he does that, there's a lot of songs out there that he's got to change. But like if he changes, changes them all, they've all like, so, there's a lot of them with features on them. So will he also have the artist change the feature? Well, I think he was more referring to the Sunday service performances because Zane Lowe actually asks him, kind of if he's going to tour again or if he's going to perform again and he basically says like well i do sunday service that's like performing to him now mm -hmm. but he, he also spent a bit of time talking about how it's it's so difficult being on a stage it's like an overwhelming experience for an artist it takes a lot of energy to get on a stage and like uh perform to a crowd like that yeah yeah, yeah. and on the life of pablo tour i don't know if you remember or saw pictures the last tour he did, he, um, he had like this, the stage was suspended above the crowd and there was no way to like get off that platform. So he said on it, that last tour, he, he felt trapped a lot of the time. Like yeah. it was scary. Yeah. Sort of thing, especially, there's some great videos actually if you watch Kanye going on one of his famous rants around that era and they're shot from the crowd. Kanye is talking about stuff that's obviously, he's rather passionate about what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And the fans are like, boo, play another song, play Gold Digger. Now, if he's like got something on his chest and he wants to get that off his chest, <clears throat> that must be quite scary seeing like 20,000 people being like, fuck you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> that would break someone. It must be difficult. So the Sunday service thing seems to be a good format for him to. But then, then his fans won't see that side of him anymore of him having obviously talking about his porn addiction in most of his songs mm. if he only does Sunday service people are gonna be a bit 
angry that he ain't doing any of the other songs? Well, Does that mean that he's completely ignoring them other songs? Or? I think what will happen is what that film, what I left that film feeling was there's a lot of people, like as we were walking out, we could hear people that were obviously unsatisfied with yeah. the film. Yeah. And, but I then thought, but if I had been at that event, that would have been incredible. That would have been like life changing. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of yeah, yeah. Thing. So I think, and this is probably, it's not good for the people at home that like watching everything on their phones and through screens and whatnot. But if you're actually at a Sunday service, you're going to have a great time. Of course. It's like the best way to to have that sort of live experience, I think. it look, The videos I've seen it look like the best sort of musical event you could hope to go to. There were incredible performances in that film. I, I just love the way that he, he did it all. Like, he set it all out so... Some scenes are like oval shape. Other ones are just like a, a circle. It's all very designed, stylized, mm -hmm. lots of like big angles, cutting images, very powerful stuff. And it's stuff he's been doing since Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, or, you know, since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, since graduation, since 808s, he's been doing it forever, like the iconic imagery. Mm -hmm. But the the kind of uh, spirit or the the mindset behind it, like he said in the Zane Lowe interview yesterday, on the Jesus tour, I had Jesus, I'm paraphrasing him, uh, I had Jesus come down a mountain on the Jesus tour and I had to carry that mountain all around America. I was like wasting so much money doing this stupid thing to try and make a statement. And it, I think that's how he feels about his previous works, that they're... They're misguided sort of thing. They look great and they're awesome, but the the mindset behind it, because he probably, he considers, considers himself like born again now, like he's a changed man. <laughs> he's, he's trying to live out of sin. And if you look like the whole, the whole vibe of Jesus is that it was all about excess. It was all about kind of acting on your desires and being crazy and being manic and stuff like that. And that kind of brings us around to the album, Jesus is King. Now, the album's a bit of a different story to the film because Jesus is King, the album, has a previous iteration. This album was originally called Yandy and was scheduled to be some sort of a follow-up to Jesus, and it was announced over a year ago now. And as many Kanye projects do over time, it has changed and taken many different forms, but it's also leaked across the internet, many different versions of it, and we've been mm -hmm. keeping up with the leaks, haven't That's we? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And spent the last few months listening to them, and we've we've got to know those songs. We enjoy them, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, li I, I like them versions, but obviously they're not finished versions, which um, can sometimes make you want that album even more. You're like, oh, when it, when it finished. This now. is a great idea, and I want to hear the full, yeah, yeah, fully yeah, yeah. fleshed out idea. So, if you were to compare the music we heard today and the music that we've been hearing from the listening parties Kanye has been doing over the past couple of weeks, there's a few things I think you can pick up on. We were talking about this earlier. There's a song called "Law of Attraction," which has now been changed to "Use This Gospel," um, and I love the demo version that leaked on the Yandy sessions. He's, the verses are mostly gibberish, but he's like frantic in the way he's rapping. He's manic and it, it's, it's crazy. At the end, he's like, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, we're in a game, we're in a game. And it's, <laughs> it's full of energy. Now, I love that and it's full of energy, but if I truly had to comment on the mental state of the person saying those lines, you'd be like, well, he's, he's, he's crazy. Like he's mm -hmm. in a crazed moment right yeah. there. And that is what seems to be gone from Jesus King. That, although I say this and we're currently in the middle of a complete manic kind of, the album's not out yet and no one knows what's going on. So that, no one knows. That mania will always surround Kanye, but in the music at least, it seems to, he seems to be kind of learning how to wield that mania. Because I think that's what's best about Kanye. He, he can be manic, but it must be incredibly difficult to control. But, you know, he says he's got all these bipolar mental conditions that 
goes into him learning how to control his mania, I'd say. To be fair, I just want him to fucking release the album. <laughs> well, I think you... Uh, and I think... I think you speak for thousands yeah, right now, Martin. Probably millions yeah. of people wanting that album to just come out because he's delayed it twice now. Well, he's delayed Jesus is King twice. He's delayed Yandy twice. This whole project's been... De- but the man gave us five albums last year, Martin. Five? Kid Sea Ghosts. Yeah. Yay. The Pusha T album, the Nas album, and the Tiana Taylor album. Damn. He produced all of them. So when people are like, Kanye never gives us anything, it's like, he does give us... I understand that he announces things and sets dates and people get their hopes Hope so. up for that. Yeah. But it's not like we're, we're out here starving. No, of course not. But at the end of the day, he should uh, keep his word on when he was he's gonna obviously if he's not happy with it i get it i'd rather him if he's not happy with it not release it mm. already we spoke about how <laughs> I, I kind of see it how i used to be at university where you'd you've got a date that it should be out by and you use that date to to spur you on you leave it to the last minute because you're like well i have to put it out at this date mm-hmm. and obviously at uni you can't move the date so you yeah. have to use that energy. But what seems to be happening with Kanye is he sets a date. He's like, right, I have to get it out. And the day, that day that it's meant to come out, you know, all the forums are on fire. The subreddits are going full blast. They're like, where is Kanye? They're tracking his flights and shit like that. And the project must just not be done. And that must be like the most stressful thing in the world. All set up by him. He set the date and it's all, it's a, it's his own creation. That's right. Yeah. Like if he didn't, if he didn't set a date, Fair enough. But till he's like 100% happy that he wants to release a clip of the album and then him say, oh, it's going to be out on this day. Then I feel like that's when you know that you're, you've done with it. Like if you did, if you had a project mm. and you wanted to release it, but didn't want to tell anyone when you wanted to release it, yeah, you would wait till you're, that project is fully done before, before you, you started say, shopping it around. Yeah, shit. exactly. Yeah. Before you start saying, oh, this album's finished. I want to release it on this day. And then that day comes and it's not finished. Well, why are you lying about it? I don't think that's lying because it's like... Or did he look... Or did he... Imagine if you wanted to build a house, just mm-hmm. you now. Yeah. And you set out a realistic date from when you wanted to build the house, but then you started building the house and you were like... I don't know, you got two weeks into it and you were just like, shit, this isn't going how I thought it was going to go, basically. And then you have to move the scheduled date of the house. Yeah, but you would only do that once. I guess. I also think in the Kanye situation, there's a lot of shit going on that we just don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's... Probably, there's probably things he's up against that we just don't have, like, an idea of. Because mm-hmm. we're not... Kanye West. ...on that level. Yeah. So, going with that, so we watched this film, and there's one of one of my most probably enjoyed scenes is when it's just the what's the guy that the preacher yeah yeah so the preacher he he has this. Or the conductor of the choir. Yeah, he, was like the, both. <laughs> he has like this movement that well, as soon scene, as he moves... I'll just set the scene up. So it's inside the, the practice space and the camera is... There's a big hole in the roof where the sun can shine in at a, at a specific time when the sun is over the, over the hole directly. And the camera has been placed on the podium where the conductor of the choir stands and you can just see the sky, the hole, and you can see his body and his arms... And he's conducting the choir, but it's very physical, isn't it, Martin? That's it. Yeah, it's he keeps moving around and like I won't I won't say like flailing his arms about, but moving his arms about just to to the to the rhythm. Yeah, to but he like every time he points at a certain place, that part 
of the choir sings and then he points at a different place and they sing. Mm. So it's all very... Um, it's very satisfying to watch because as he, as he gestures... They just they just majestic chorus sing. Yeah. comes out. So it's it's just it's so beautiful to just look at and um I think it was experience. visceral. It was mm. a visceral scene, you know, it was very It's a very good experience. Yeah. I'm glad that Kanye West released it. Yeah, I think it's a great film experience. If you just go in with an open mind, I'm not uh you know, I'm open minded. I don't think the idea of a Jewish man called Jesus walking around thousands of years ago preaching to people is that outrageous. Some of the other things that they claim he did, you know, that's up for discussion. But I'm very interested to see how the hip-hop community is going to respond to this. How do you think is go- they're going to respond? Kanye's life. Well, listening to the Zane Lowe interview, he spoke a lot about how he's constantly felt like he's up against odds his whole career. Like he, it, there's always been something that he's been fighting. And it seems like he want, he's on his knees, like begging for that to end. Mm-hmm. Like he just wants to be free and to create and do what he wants to do. And I think with the Christianity thing, it's, it's almost a front or a protection for him that he can hide behind and channel his creativity through that and people won't attack Christianity like that mm-hmm. because it's it's undeniably positive. Not Christianity as a whole. Organized Christianity is, um, <laughs> you know, has, there's some awful things that have come under the name of Christianity. But what specifically what Kanye's doing and the whole gospel vibe, it, it's it's really positive stuff. It's quite empowering and. In Kanye West is someone that influences a large group of young people. I can't say I I don't condone his actions. Like they're admirable, his actions. Mm-hmm. I'm quite impressed with he's he must have spent a lot of time thinking about how important it is that his message is a good one because you're delivering it to thousands of people. Now I like Hip Hop Martin mm-hmm. and I understand the culture and the scene that surrounds it and a lot of the topics that are in it. But ultimately, I think the ma- a vast majority of the topics that are spoken about within hip-hop are counterintuitive to a to making a better society. You know, it, it's fun. We can talk about ass and drugs and bandos and choppers Money. and pullers and I don't know, all this <laughs> slang and stuff like that. I can't, like, personally relate to it. I just like really impactful beats and decent delivery when yeah, I listen to yeah. rap. But, and I think Kanye has still retained those things, like that song in that first scene where it was zooming out. That was like an impactful song. Big beat. It was, it was still like a banger, you'd mm-hmm. call it. But the message behind it is something positive. And I understand that a lot of the people that make this music talking about these dark things, that is because you'd hope they live that life. And they're just talking about their experience. And I can't personally relate to that, but I respect that. But you're not only doing it for you. It's going out to thousands of people. Uh, So you've got to think about the effect that that's then having on the culture. And I think he spent, Kanye spent an awful lot of time. It must weigh on your soul heavy. Like, you, (laughs) let's just say you had a song, Martin, that went bitches, money, cocaine, power. (laughs) That's like fun. You know, maybe that's fun for like two months going out and performing that song. But then maybe you go out and perform that song all the time and you keep seeing people like really getting into it and they're like doing loads of cocaine and you're like, oh shit, I've just given these people an anthem to do cocaine and be derogatory to women too. Yeah. True. But how is that going to affect... Well, how is that going to affect the hip-hop industry? Well, I can see this going one or two ways. (laughs) This little phase of Kanye West's career is either going to inspire some sort of new Christian revival within the culture, and it could have some like really positive effects, or it's going to tip people over the edge 
and people are going to be like, I can't handle Kanye West anymore. He started a cult, and it's all going to get very messy and dark for Kanye. He also announced that he's doing Watch the Throne 2. Well, this was a while ago he announced that. Yeah. So how will that compare with Jesus King? Like, he, he's, he's got to do the album, The Throne 2, with Jay-Z. Well, will Jay-Z be like, would he do all gospel songs? Would he dim down his rap so... I'm not the biggest Jay-Z fan, but as far as I'm aware, the last project that... I think he bought a project out with Beyonce, didn't he, called The Carters. Mm -hmm. They did it together, and the whole project was about uh, Jay-Z cheating on Beyonce. I don't or, think that happened. them having problems in their relationship. I know definitely. I don't yeah. know the details of it. But my point is, is that... Although I've disagreed with Jay-Z's outlook on... Right, Jay-Z is one of the most powerful men in hip-hop. He's like hip-hop's first billionaire. He, he owns Tidal. He has a stake in the industry from a financial point of view, not just an artistic point of view. Pardon me. And that makes him quite an important figure. And he kind of ushers new artists in as well like drake has been swept under jay-z's wing and i don't know stormzy the grime rapper from from england he's recently been read into the jay-z click it's, it's all rockefeller it's all change it's all it's all of that and obviously the beef that kanye and jay-z have had stems from kanye kind of eclipsing jay-z being going from the person that made his beats to the person to a rapper can, that was an, that was the first thing that Kanye felt trapped by. You're the beats guy. You'll never be the rapper guy. What are you talking about? Jay-Z's the rapper guy. Jay-Z's like the biggest rapper in the world. You're not going to be the rapper. You're the beat dude. Now he became the, the competition. Yeah, exactly. And I think because of the way Jay-Z was probably raised, quite survival, he's had to rely on survival techniques to live in the harsh upbringing that he's had, you know, selling drugs and stuff, you, you're on edge sort of thing. And that's Jay-Z's whole deal. You know, I've sold cocaine, I can sell CDs. That's like one of his lines. So he's obviously saying that he takes his drug dealing attitude into his music, or at least he did, you know, 10 years ago when he said that line. He's not going to take kindly to Kanye rising up to his level. Mm -hmm. But then yeah. by the time Watch the Throne comes around, it seems like, they're at a comfortable place Place together. Their egos aren't being hurt too much. They can perform together. They make this album together. It seems all cool. But then it's after Watch the Throne that things start to get messy. It all seems to have started with that pop style song. What? By Drake. Yeah. Kanye and Jay-Z were both on that song on the single release, but then when the album came out, they were both removed. And... Basically, after then, Kanye's relationship with Drake deteriorated. He was going to be... He had a song on More Life, didn't he? Glow. Yeah, Glow, yeah. That's the last thing they did together. Um... Glow from More Life was the last song that they did together. And after that, it all just went quiet on that front. And The Life of Pablo 100%. was meant to be released on Tidal exclusively. Then it wasn't. Nope. And it was it was released big everywhere. Opera. Between Jay-Z and Kanye. That's so a big it kind of shows statement. you Yeah, it kind of shows you that Kanye has not kind of followed the Jay-Z Jay Z's wishes mm -hmm. sort of thing. And I think combined with all the crate, Jay-Z and Beyonce were big. It leads into a bigger conversation because it becomes left and right. It becomes a political conversation because the entertainment industry on whole is liberal, famously liberal. And liberal people are also famously atheist. So by large, I mean, I'm generalizing, but that I've heard that uh, stereotype thrown around, that the liberal people are generally atheist and 
Kanye West is is the opposite. Well, yeah, he, he's turned. Yeah, he's um, he loves art, but he has been repping the red cap for a second. And Jay-Z and Beyonce were big pushers of Hillary Clinton for uh, the American election. Obviously, that didn't happen. The last thing Kanye West said before he got taken off stage on the Life of Pablo tour was, it's a new world, Hillary Clinton. It's a new world. Barack Obama and their liberal on they're on the liberal side of things. So that would lead one to believe that Kanye is now a conservative. He's now, you know, he's he's right leaning. Which I don't think it's true. I don't think it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a hundred percent true. Because you've got it depends what you mean. We're we're in a world right now where if to to the young people of the world, if you are on the right, you're evil. You want, you know, we've, destruction. We've seen the uh, furthest exaggerated version of the right, and it was the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You don't want that to happen again, do you? Of course not. Well, obviously, none of us want that to happen again. No one that, does. That's common sense. But I love the long-term goals of the left. You know, utopia, world peace, all of that. That makes sense. I can I can get down with all of that. But I don't think the way... Uh, the infrastructure that the left create is not as sturdy as the infrastructure created by the right. And what I mean by that is, yes, killing people and segregating races and racism, that's terrible. But the Germans... <laughs> Hitler did, like... Germany was booming for the time, like the Hugo Bosch uniforms, Ford tanks, the Autobahn, like decent infrastructure for the country. And I think that part of that, I think that was essential to that situation because it kept the public busy. If the country was going to shit, then there's going to be uproar at the people running the country and they're going to be like knocking down the door, like, why is the country going to shit? But if they keep the country looking nice, then then they can do what they want sort of thing, which is evil and maniacal. So... But I don't think if the left and right in a some crazy world were to start working together, you could take the long-term goals of the left, which is to create this, you know, Atlantis-esque utopia, and the right's short-term goals, the way they implement things, the infrastructure they build, and we can maybe achieve that utopia. But I think that's what Kanye West wants to do, and I think that's why... I think it from his point of view, speaking to Donald Trump is as simple as there's a new boss running the country and I just, I want to know who the boss is and I want to be able to speak to the boss and maybe have an input into what the boss does for the country. Yeah. But... A lot of people wouldn't see it how I just said it. <laughs> no, they won't. They, they'll see it as he's just crazy. Crazy, racist, hypocrite. Yep. All the time. But... It's not ne- like I don't feel like he's necessarily racist. That's just my opinion on it. You mm. probably got the same opinion. Everyone watching this or hearing this will probably be like, "No, he's racist. He said this. He's done this." Well, he said that slavery was a choice. Well, that was the headline. Yeah. But what he actually said, and I don't, I've not given this statement enough thought to say whether I agree with it or not, but I, I know at least what his original intention was, and his original intention was to say that after generations and generations of people being enslaved, then it becomes a choice. It's your choice to then stand up to that oppression, was his point, I believe, which isn't an inherently bad point, I don't think. It's not... I mean, it's, it would be incredibly disrespectful to be like... On the first day of slavery, it was a choice. They're idiots to even get themselves in that situation. I, no, that's bonkers. No. That's obviously not what the man was trying to say, but you can't... We work on a you know, very quick rate of news and information these days, so that you just Anything see the that sells. Yeah. Anything that sells. You just see the headline, Kanye West said slavery was a choice, and you're like, oh, racist. But I'm... You know, I don't really have much of a... St- to wave in this court like I'm a white middle class fucking idiot from England <laughs> so I, I don't have 
too much of a ball in that court, to be perfectly honest, to be given my opinion on. Uh, I can't, I can't give my opinion either because I wasn't in that time. Mm. Like saying, "Oh, my ancestors were enslaved." They were, but I can't say, "Oh, they." It was a choice for them. Yeah, because you don't know. Like, pe- people don't want to die, basically. Now, if there's an if there's an uproar or like manic happening, then people just some people are gonna lose their lives. Some people will, and just I think that if goes you think for anything, people are gonna death happens like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like right now, death is happening right now all the time, and it's grim, but it, it it's it's part of life. That's right. But you, if you could put yourself not in harm's way, you wouldn't. You know what I mean? I get, I get it that people should have stood up for themselves. Mm. But at the end of the day, if somebody's holding a gun, you're going to do what they tell you to do. Yeah, definitely. But Kanye, you know, he's always been about like empowering the people and rise up and all of that. So he's looking at it from a positive stance. Like he's saying, I want people to rise up like the, when, like the slaves eventually did. So... I don't think he's looking at it in a negative way. Maybe his message is trying to be rise up right now. Yeah, definitely. And don't, don't listen to what anyone tells you about the world because it could all be a lie. Yeah, and he's, I find for the most part Kanye's message to be, you know, incredibly empowering. He's always kind of spoke his mind he's always been himself i think i heard him in the zane low interview yesterday say like i've spent my whole career saying my opinion i'm not going to stop now that'd be crazy to stop at this Mm -hmm. point after all these years i've I've been going on Mm -hmm. it it, it would just mean that if he starts saying his opinion then we'll be getting um albums from kanye west like he used to do them instead of what he's doing now but, but i'm glad that that he it's hasn't. not been like that in over 10 years though i'm like, glad that he hasn't stopped being who he is because hmm. it just gives you something to like sort of look forward to because you know that something always big happens when canyon's in the scene well i'm there's a lot of music out there and there's only more music being made. You know, the rate that music gets created is only getting quicker and larger. So we're getting to a point where it's like quality over quantity for me. Mm-hmm. And I only, I'm quite an impressionable young man and I like to listen to music created by people and, or, you know, all other forms of art for that matter that, have my best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. There's, I think that there's artists out there that they might be trying to work out their own pain or channel their own experience or something they're going through into an art project, but without that being explained, it just becomes a sort of... Um, it, it becomes the thing that it, it's trying to Not speak out against. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it, it, it's kind of... I. I'd relate it to something like, you know, the show The Inbetweeners. Well, obviously, like, that show's meant to be about four uh, very uncool kids. <laughs> and by the time that show was at the end of its run, people were desiring to be like them. And it's like the show was making fun of them. That's the whole point of the show. But now they've become the one... Every They've got catchphrases and they've got their characters now. And, and everyone wants to be them. Yeah, and it affects the culture. And, you know, now, look what's in England. We live in a culture based on banter. Everything's just for banter. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter, mate. Banter. That's it, yeah. It doesn't matter who you hurt or... I'd be interested to know, you know, what the creators and the in-betweeners think about their, their creation and how it's affected British culture. And Let's I, look that up later. And But the same thing applies to... To Kanye and stuff like that, I I do get excited when Kanye West does something because I I understand that he has thought about all 
this stuff that we're talking about. And he does have his audience's best interest at heart. And he does want to, you know, in his words, spread the gospel, make the world a better place. He's trying to do that. And then it may come across as messy and organized, all sorts of different things. But at the heart of it, that's what he's trying to do. But the, yeah, it may be messy and um, not clean, but like at least he's trying. Yeah, and that's admirable mm-hmm. to me. That is, I admire someone doing that. You, it must, I, I don't know from uh, personal experience, but it must be quite difficult. It must be quite easy to fall in line when creating music. It must be quite easy just to make music that sounds like everything else on the radio and do what's hot right now. But it's the people that are thinking forward, like how can we make this better? How can we make this art form better? How can we push... How can we change the culture? Yeah, how can we push the bracket on what's achievable within this art form? And... It must, I know, I know that Kanye West has spent a lot of money that he probably shouldn't have spent. He's spent a lot of energy that he probably shouldn't have spent. He's spent, he's done a lot of things that he didn't have to do, but he does them because he knows it's like the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of artists of that caliber. You might, it, it takes a lot of energy. I can imagine why you wouldn't want to put yourself through all of that. But I think he's doing it for the people. I think, anyway, I think Kanye West is a man of the people. I think this shit will look quite good when he's dead. I think it looks looks crazy now. But when he's dead, he, he's going to be a pillar of... He'll be a prophet, yeah. yeah. Be, I mean, there was a point in David Bowie's career when David Bowie did, like, characters mm-hmm. with every album. And um, there was this album he did called Station to Station, and the character for that was called The Thin White Duke. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of this cocaine-taking, very thin, smartly dressed, Nazi character kind of guy. Um, and he turned up to an event, and he, I think he waved, but they got a picture of him like that, basically. And it was all in the papers, like, David Bowie's a Nazi supporter and all of this, and they just fucking tore him apart without even... <laughs> taken into account whatever sells bro and whatever you, sells and okay just uh, just reminded me of tyler the creator's only just been allowed back into this country after years six years yeah of being banned for playing a character why does a book like american psycho for example patrick bateman in the book he, he kills children he, he's doing awful things he, and that book it was banned, but that book is part of culture now. You know, Halloween. And there's a film. Yeah, Halloween's coming up. You see Patrick Bateman's all over the fucking place. But can Tyler the Creator does it and puts it in a song, and it's not and it's a seen in the same way. It's to do with how the public digest art. And mm-hmm. I believe it's the opinion of quite a lot of the artistic community. I know, like the South Park guys. Tyler the Creator, a lot of stand-up comedians I watch. The general vibe seems to be, if it's a joke, nothing should be off limits. And that's the point of comedy. That's the point of art. It's imaginary. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't have to necessarily be real. Mm, There's a Nirvana song called Dumb. And it's just the lead singer. He's just talking about how... Dumb stuff. Well, no, the first line is, I'm not like them. I can pretend. And there's a whole, you know, there's a whole thing in pretending. You mm-hmm. can pretend anything, but that's the point. It's pretend, it's not real. Mm-hmm. And Kanye seems to have been touching on these kind of vibes for ages now. He had that song that's on released on Spotify called Ecstasy, where the chorus is, you got dark thoughts, I got more of them. So, and I thought about killing you. Isn't that in... That's on Ye. That's on that's Ye. That's the opening. But yeah. the whole point is you should be able, I think you should be able to think talk and have a conversation about any topic you know if if you start hiding things and you start making certain topics taboo to talk about and things like that then they it's like sweeping it under the rug don't talk about that and then the problem just grows and it gets bigger and bigger and then it manifests and it becomes real in our society and then it, it becomes a bigger problem if we've just spoken about it 
from the beginning. From the beginning. It would have been done by now. Yeah, you, you can control the situation a bit more. And that's just part of... To artists, that's like bread and butter. Like you... Uh, creativity has no bounds. You talk about anything. But to the common man, you know, like the average person that goes to the pub on, on the weekend, there's just certain shit you can't talk about. No, yeah, of course. It's not in their vernacular. It's not no. in their everyday. It's uh, difficult. And Kanye West is like the extreme of that. He he has the money to facilitate living exactly how he wants. He doesn't have to compromise in any area of his life. So why, uh, from his point of view, why the fuck should he compromise to your... To everyone's needs. Mm. But I certainly think this will be a very interesting album rollout. I cannot wait. I am tiptoeing around everywhere to see if the album's out. If he releases it, as long as, as he releases it this weekend, then it, it's fine. I if mean, keeps... I've waited over a year at this point. Yeah, I, It doesn't... I can listen to the Yandy leaks until it comes out. <laughs> I mean, it, that's what we've got to do. We ain't, we ain't got no other choice. Mm. He announced a second album yesterday in the Zane Lowe interview coming out on Christmas Day called Jesus is Lord. No, Jesus is Born. Oh, Jesus is Born. Sorry, Jesus yeah. is Lord is the last song on Jesus King. Yep. Um, and Jesus is Born is a Sunday service album. So I'm imagining that will be similar to what we just saw in the film. And... Although I have seen some pretty like hard hitting beats in some of the Sunday serving, uh, Sunday serving, Sunday service sessions, so maybe there'll be some super hot fire on there for you, Martin. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm hoping for it. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen the film, you don't have to go to the cinema to watch it. Probably well, yeah, just they, they probably they can't now unless they watch this tonight and buy a ticket tomorrow or tonight for tomorrow's viewings. Or possibly Sunday. There is viewings on Sunday. But it's happening this weekend. So if you... There was only about 20 people at our show in Kanye. I've been to a couple of Kanye events at cinemas now. And there has never been more than 25 people there. The man must lose money on these things. So if he, if you're watching this and the weekend's over and you can't watch anyone at the cinema, just watch it online. It's a sure it will beautiful be. piece of work right there that... Kanye has done and I give it to the man that he has made some outstanding changes to his career and his personality that's right uh, it's produ- I was just wanted to say that the film is directed by a gentleman called Nick Knight Nick Knight yeah he seems to have a few other short films I'm just looking on Letterbox now um and the name of the person who designed the space in Uganda was called James Turrell. It's um, the ending, cu- um, the ending credits. Mm. Well, I found one bit of it a bit funny because they just had a section called hair. Oh yeah, and hair and makeup. Yeah, just hair. Mm. There was there was no make. I didn't see just any. Hair. Yeah, just hair. It was just. Who did the hair? And I'm like, there's a lot of... You can't see people's hair quite a lot. Yeah, but, you know, we're, we're dealing with a Kubrick level of attention to detail mm-hmm. here with Mr. West. So every he, detail will have been thought about. He... I enjoyed how much the, the, the spirit when they were when that choir was singing, even that bit where everybody started crying. Oh, yeah, at the end, they... Near the end, it was... It was was at the end of one of the performances, after they stopped performing, everyone just went round. It looked like it had been quite a draining session because a lot of people were, as you say, kind of crying and kind of, like, shaking their hands. But they were... been through stuff. I didn't feel it like it was... They were crying because of... um, just an intense experience. I don't think it was because of that. I think it's because they've 
they feel Jesus. You think? Yeah, they, they like the way that, well, I've been to a lot of services on mm. like Sunday services in different churches and like when they've stopped singing or when they are singing, they get really emotional that they feel that the Lord is touching them. Mm. And that's what I, I thought about when I first saw that, that scene. I was like, wow, they, they must feel the spirit yeah. in, in their soul and is making them cry of enjoyment. You well, know what I mean? that excites me, Martin, that you think that because I, I'm an optimistic man and I would like to think that that is probably the case, that at least these people are um, thinking that they are having this religious experience. And if that works for them, then run with it, I say. Like, why? Why not? Yeah, if that gives you that good feeling and whatnot, then God is touching you and... I can't wait to see how some of the overtly religious themes of this album rollout are going to be handled by people. Because as I said, the entertainment industry en masse is, is atheist. And over the past couple of hundred years, science has kind of kicked uh, organized religion out the way. And we live in a science society now. And that, make, you know, science has done incredible... Th all of this shit that we're doing right now is science. Without science... We wouldn't have would be nothing. So I'm yeah. eternally grateful to science, but I must say that we live. Number one, there's a mental health crisis going on planet wide. There's an environmental issue going on planet wide, and this seems to be through a lack of morals, like a, a system of morals. And say what you want about religion, it all sounds silly people flying around in the sky and people walking on water and Buddhas sat under trees and I get it like it, <laughs> fucking second chapter of the Bible is talking about angels coming down and raping women so I, I understand the skepticism but you can't deny look at the Ten Commandments and name me one that you're like now nah, that don't make sense they're pretty decent like rules to live your life by mm -hmm. and the seven deadly sins again there's not one of them that you can point out and be like yeah, that's actually really good for me. Lust. Yeah, yeah. I should be lusting all the time, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gluttony. I love being a glutton. Like, you never hear people... Well, if you do hear people say those things, then you're like, you're worried about that person. Mm -hmm. So, if religion can be... If we can just work out what the hell is going on with religion, I think it could be something that society, yeah, needs. Some sort of moral framework. And... Unfortunately, I don't see the majority of, I mean, hip-hop at least. There's, there's the rest of music to think about as well. But a lot of what's going on in hip-hop over the past 10 years or so does not really fit into that system of morals that I was no. just talking about. Yeah. But isn't that... The entertainment industry itself is built on Satanism. You know, rock and roll bands with the devil horns and all of that. And they are all about the seven deadly sins. It's all about excess. It's all about consumption of mass consumption of a drug or a product or something like that so it's really quite a large change that Kanye is trying to like in instigate here it's it's massive and this as I just said this industry is built on it and our culture is built on terror so I think we need it I grew up and saw we definitely need it. Kids around me cutting their wrists. And I saw, I have friends who had friends that killed themselves and things like that. So I must, I grew up and there was this whole thing going on, the emo movement, like everyone was emotional. And you look around what's going on in the world, like 9-11 had happened and the wars, wars upon wars upon wars, all the way back to the fucking Vietnam War and the Cold War. It's like, yeah, everyone's got a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. Everyone's crazy. And we can sell ourselves with music. And music's really fucking important to a lot of people. So, and I grew up, as I just said, there was like the emo thing going on, but there was also like the new metal <coughs> movement happening. And there was all these songs. You must have had that song, Cut My Life Into Pieces. Yeah. And it's like, wow, why is that? Why is he that angry? 
you look a bit more into his life and you're like, oh. That's why. He's had a lot of pain in his life. And it goes for a lot of these bands that are around in that era. Your Linkin Parks, your Slipknots, your classic angry bands that obviously resonated with the culture at the time because everyone else felt like they were in pain. It's it's all pain-related. Everyone's in pain. Everyone's hurting. So if we're going to be doing music and stuff like that, let's make it a positive thing. Let's really try and empower people and make a positive change in society. So with that in mind, I must say I support what Kanye West is doing wholeheartedly. Let's just hope he doesn't change his mind. No, I mean... I must say, if this project doesn't work in the way that he wants it to, I could just see him like he's done. Family man from now on. No more music? No, because he, he really, the vibe I got from the Zane Lowe interview is is he's uh, tired. Family man, Hook and then yeah. he'll start just doing clothes, clothes yeah. And shoes. <coughs> well, I remember... We're going to wrap this up soon. But I remember at the Life of Pablo cinema event that he did, he was talking about he had this big board and his com- I don't know if his company still called this or it was at the time. It was named after his mother, Donda. And on that board, he had like all the projects that Donda wanted to uh, achieve. And it had houses for people that didn't have houses. It had clothes. It had music. It had films. It had video games. It had infrastructure for like uh, computers, web design. It had all this stuff that Kanye basically has no business doing. And people, it, they're all in different industries throughout society. And each one, I imagine, Kanye is going to go knocking on the door and they're going to be like, no, you're a rapper. And he has to go through the same process for each industry. Mm-hmm. That must be so tiring. Like really stressful shit. And uh, yeah, I can I can understand how... It's really admirable having that idea to do all this shit, but I, it must be really fucking tiring. It must get on his conscience quite a lot. Because hmm. he has to sort of... He wants to make the memory of his mum last. Yeah, he just wants to leave a positive mark on the planet. Mm-hmm. But people just want hi-hats, bars, ad, libs, fire, super hot, like... <laughs> All of that. So that is what I think he's going to be up against with this album rollout. Well, it could be out right now, Martin. So we better uh, wrap this up. And well, let's wrap this up. All right. But um, yeah, we're back. Podcast now every Friday. Uh, we've got we got this new theme song. We're getting in. New layout. We've got a film coming out this month called Waking Up. Uh, you'll be hearing more about that soon. And our merch store goes online this month with uh, these fancy new shirts that uh, Martin's got us made. So um, I'll get them. I'll get more made for us. Yeah, keep an eye out for them. Always working on lots of stuff. Music coming up soon. So keep an eye out for that. Martin Diverge on Instagram. Jack Oland. M I P L T D. The album is out. It's out now. It's out right now. Well, I know what we're doing, Mike. Look at this album out right now. Jesus is fresh. Fantastic. You see this? Fresh. I knew it was going to be out as soon as we finished this. Well, with that. With that. It's not that deep. Always cut out. Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll end the video feed there, Martin, and the audio will carry on. All right. It's not that deep. I hope everybody enjoys the album. It's not that deep. Enjoy the album. It's not that deep, bro. Follow me on Instagram, Martin Diverge. Follow Jack on Instagram, Oland MIP. Keep keep up with our stuff on Instagram. MIP LTD. Mm -hmm. Insta. Yeah. Jesus King. Enjoy it, guys. See ya.